the things we decide to do today become our habits. Our habits ultimately are our life. So every decision you make is very important. Let's dive right in. Welcome to Million Dollar Flip Flops, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey to unlock the secrets of living life to the fullest. In this podcast, we dive deep into the minds of thought leaders, game changers, and business builders from around the world. If you're a business owner feeling trapped, overwhelmed, and longing for the time freedom you once dreamt of, this podcast is your beacon of hope. Buckle up, because here we go. What is happening, gang? So today's episode, I wanted to go through 13 decision-making hacks that I use in my life and two time-saving super hacks that I also use. And this little PDF, I guess, is what I put together um, that encompasses just a ton of stuff from the book, a ton of stuff from the Waves Method, my own life, and then also just the stuff I've picked up from some of the best mentors and teachers in the world over the last 20 years. So it's 13 hacks, two super hacks. I hope you love them. Some of them you've heard before. Some of you haven't. I just hope you find a few of them helpful and they help you on your decision-making journey. And if you want this whole list, just shoot me an email or send me a DM, RoderickAmillionDollarFlipFlops.com, and I'll just send you the whole PDF so you have it in written form. Let's dive right in. Number one, define your values and goals. So most of the Waves method is designed, you know, it's W, your Y, A, authenticity, V, values, E, exploration, S, statement of purpose. Your values ultimately drive everything you do. And we have a bunch of tools. And if you want those, you send me the same message and just say core values. I've got a little free workbook. You can run through this yourself. But clarifying what those values are and what your long-term goals are will reflect who you want to become. And your decisions, no matter how small, should align with these values and goals. They serve as a compass for your actions. So... We do a ton of future visioning, and that's number two. But these these values, when you list them and reflect on them often and prioritize them and define what each one means to you, and in the Waves Method, in the book, we most people will come up with 20 or 30 or 40 sometimes values, and we group them to where you have lists of four to seven. Usually we make designated drivers and we give them life. And there's a whole other episode on just doing your values, but knowing what you want and who you want to become and putting everything you do through that filter. And it can be hobbies or who you date or what you eat on big things, selling your business, buying a new business. All of those things can run through this values filter. And just this one tip alone versus a yes or no list or asking your friends and family who remember don't always have your best interest at heart, it far supersedes any of those tools for making even the smallest decisions. You can look at this list that you've built and go, yeah, that's an easy yes. No, that's an easy no. It takes away a lot of the mental energy of making decisions, certainly when it comes to big ones like we deal with with entrepreneurs you know, that are looking to sell or scale or pivot. So that's number one. Define your values and goals. Number two, visualize the future self. You know, in coaching practice and me personally, I do a ton of future visioning. 
there is a way I operate every day and we break everything down around here into six week chunks and it's a triangle model. And if you are ever on my Instagram, you'll see that as in the how it works tab at the top. Um, but everything is broken down into six week chunks and all of that stems from this bigger 12 month vision. So we do a 12 month and a 60 month vision of where you want to end up. And I use the analogy all the time. You'd never just hop in the car with a bag full of positive affirmations and hope you end up where you want to go. But how many of us live our lives that way? I lived my life that way for the first 18, 20 years of my life. And when you do true visualization exercises and visualize yourself as someone who has achieved this thing that you want, A, it motivates you. It makes it easier to make decisions that align with your desired outcome. And it gives you a compass. You're constantly pointing towards this thing. And when, when you break it down into the triangle model, it, it makes it so much easier because you're identifying individual blocks for very specific things that you're going to accomplish over the next six weeks. And we pick six weeks because it's, um, it's long enough to get something done, but not too long that you lose your motivation. And then we do it again every six weeks. So everything's designed in six-week chunks, but all of it's pushing towards that 12- and 60-month goal. And every decision you make today, when you run it through that system, so now you have your values written out and you have visualized your future self and ideally you have a six-week goal and decision X comes your way, it is really easy to decide. You don't really have to think about it because you've done the pre-work for making decisions kind of on your behalf, but it's a system designed by you for you. All right, that's that's number two. I could go on about visualization for days, but let's get to number three, the 10, 10, 10 rule. So for each decision, consider how you would feel about it in 10 minutes, in 10 months, and in 10 years. And this really helps balance the your immediate desires with what you want long-term. And looking at something in a 10-minute chunk is how will you feel about this thing 10 minutes from now? And it's it's crucial for understanding the immediate effects of your decision. If I veer off the road to the right and we're going to this ditch, how am I going to feel in 10 minutes? <laughs> you know, that's might be a little bit of hyperbole, but it, you know, you will know if it's a sense of relief or happiness or regret or anxiety. It kind of helps you gauge your instinctual reactions. And then the short-term impact, so 10 minutes being immediate, 10 months being short-term, you reflect on how it's going to affect you in 10 months. You know, this allows you to consider more of a medium-term consequence, how it might change your current situation, affect your goals, influence your relationships. You know, this perspective helps balance the immediate emotional response with the practical implications of making this decision. And then finally, it's the long-term impact, and that's 10 years. You know, what's project the potential impact of your decision 10 years into the future. And this long-term view is really what helps you assess whether it aligns with your life goals, your core values that we already talked about, the person you aspire to become. You know, it encourages you to look beyond the present moment and consider the lasting significance and fulfillment. And if you look at everything we're building here, not just with the coaching, but more so with the foundation, you know, those are huge lifelong goals that I'm after. And all of that, it can't happen tomorrow. So all of it gets broken down into not just 
10 month and 10 year chunks, but you know, this is what I want to accomplish over the next 40 years. You know, we want to send a million kids abroad. It is a huge goal. And the same on the coaching front, you know, I want to impact a million entrepreneurs. Well, I can't work with them all individually. So the way we design the program is so that when you leave your time with me, you're able to impact other people. So it's an exponential thing. And if I didn't have those goals, I would build the business very differently. I would do very different things. So knowing who I want to become and what is that going to look like in 10 minutes, 10 months, or 10 years allows me to make decisions that I know are always pointing me in the right direction. Number four, limit your choices. Um, reduce, <laughs> reducing decision fatigue is a huge thing. If, if you've ever seen or heard where, like we'll call them crazy billionaires, but they wear the same shirt every day, they eat the same breakfast every day. It's because it, decision fatigue is a real thing. And I have found over the last six months that I get up and I do the same thing every day. And I know that, for instance, right now it's almost 11 o'clock on the East Coast. And I would not be able to do this effectively later. So when I do this podcast or when I'm doing interviews, like there is, there's an outline. I have 10 bullet points in front of me and I just riff on it um, based on my experience and what I'm seeing out in the world in the coaching and what I hear from other entrepreneurs and teachers and mentors, et cetera. But if it was four or five o'clock in the afternoon, I've made so many decisions throughout the day already. I'm tired mentally. I'm fatigued. So when you can limit the number of choices, not only that you have to make on a decision, but how many you have to make in a day, you will be surprised how much clearer you're able to think. And there's, there's a lot of little tools like setting priorities and, you know, the Pareto principle or, you know, the 80, 20 rule and things like that and decision-making criteria, which is what we kind of build with the waves method. But when you can limit the number of options that you're having to make period, and then even further, give yourself a specific number of options to choose from whenever you're making a big decision. So if you're evaluating a new project, you know, let's say you only look at three at a time, so you don't have 15 things in front of you. I wrote a blog post on my old blog on chasinglast.com, which is all still out there. And I think I called it the 100-page menu, but it was about Cheesecake Factory and how I do this thing at restaurants where if, if I'm deciding between more than three things, I just tell the, the waiter to surprise me. I say, I'm not allergic to anything. I'm hungry. And you can't ask me any more questions. And I've had crazy things. come. <laughs> I've had just a basket of fries. I've had the surf and turf, you know, whatever they decide to bring me that day. And I know I'm, I have to enjoy it when they come out. I can't, <laughs> I can't not enjoy the food that they bring me after I tell them to surprise me. But you go to a place like Cheesecake Factory and there's, there's 300 things on the menu. Like I can't do it. Like take me to the fried chicken place where there's, six things, including, you know, five kinds of chicken and two kinds of French fries. I'm happy. So limiting your choices is a really powerful way when you, when it comes to big decisions as well. So, and there's, there's lots of, I'm going to do a whole other episode on limiting options and reducing decision fatigue, but that just gives you a little bit of a primer on it. Hey gang, it's Roderick. And I hope you're enjoying today's show. What I've found as a lifelong entrepreneur, and certainly in coaching other entrepreneurs around the world for the last 20 years, is that we all pass through five phases on our business journey, from the believer to the business Buddha. You need the first two, you want the last two, but sadly, most of us get stuck in the middle and start the cycle over, some of us forever. Knowing where you are reveals a clear path for where you need to go. 
We've created a free quiz that when answered honestly, will tell you where you currently are, but most importantly, will reveal your next steps. You can take the quiz right now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz. This has taken me 20 years of in the trenches trial and error to develop, and it's designed to change the way you look at your business and your life forever. Are you the showman? Are you the anxious philosopher? Maybe you're the peaceful warrior. There's only one way to find out. Take the free quiz now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz and see where you land. The results may shock you. Now back to the show. Number five, uh, implementing a morning routine, you know, starting your day with a routine that centers you and aligns you with your goals. And if uh, by the time you listen to this, the Million Dollar Flip Flops journal will probably be out, but it accompanies the book. But every morning you're writing down, you know, three things that will move the needle in your life or business and you check in again that night and there's, there's more to it than that. But, and then starting with gratitude, you know, getting up at the same time every day, having a gratitude wheel, which if you want that, just send me a message that says gratitude. I'll send you my gratitude wheel that I use every day that I got from a brilliant mentor of mine 20 years ago and doing something that feeds your soul. You know, so I read books every morning. I do that before I look at my phone, before I start working. I get up, I do the gratitude wheel, I make coffee, and I start reading books. Sometimes I only read for five minutes. Sometimes I'll read for an hour. It just depends. But doing those things that you don't just get up and get thrown into your day is is a really powerful way to make better decisions all day long because you've reflected on what it is you actually want, not just from this day, but from your life. So when decision X hits you at 12, 15 while you're eating lunch, you have some kind of baseline. You weren't just thrown into your day and then you make a decision that may not be serving you. So uh, number six, delay gratification. And man, is this one... <laughs> It's for the bigger rewards, you know, and it's it's just one of those crucial things for making decisions that may not be rewarding in the short term, but are beneficial in the long run. You know, working out is the great example. I mean, it's nobody really, I mean, I guess some people like working out or like running, like cardio. Cardio sucks, you know, but you got to do it for the long-term benefits. And we see it so much with finances. So many people go out and, you know, they've got the brand new TV and the new car and they're just in piles of debt and they they never really build any true wealth or cushion or, you know, they're constantly stressed out about money and it's in their control to change that every day with exception. I get it. But, you know, the same people that have the brand new bag and the brand new TV and the brand new car, are the same ones that are laid on their bills and, and can't afford life and complain that some, you know, the man's keeping them down or the government's keeping them down, you know, when it ultimately it came down to their decisions and their inability to delay gratification. And it, it's a lot harder than it looks on its surface. I get it. But, you know, just being aware is half of that battle. And, you know, if you can, there's a handful of things around practicing delayed gratification and it can start really small. It doesn't have to be, you know, don't drink the coffee every day so you can have $2 million when you retire. You you can have it be really, really small things so that you're building that motivation and you're breaking everything down into smaller steps because the large goals can seem overwhelming. It's saving a hundred bucks this month and delaying, you know, maybe I don't go out to dinner one night this week or one night this week or one night this month. And I put that hundred dollars towards my side hustle or towards, you know, the bigger thing that I want. It doesn't have to be this massive thing. It can be 10 bucks. 
you know, I, I've always said that if, if you're not in a, I think about it with the charitable giving side, but if you're not willing to give $10 out of a hundred, you're not going to give 10 million out of a hundred million. You know, the, the number is irrelevant. It's, it's in the act of the giving It's in the act of the saving. It's in the act of delaying the gratification that it builds into your character and ultimately who you want to become. So, um, I'm going to stop at number seven, but we're going to do the rest in another episode. The last thing I want to give you, though, is what I call, it's one of the super hacks. And this is a time-saving hack. If you have more time, you also make better decisions. So I call this the 2244 rule. And you know how when you hear something, you can't unhear it, or when you see something, you can't unsee it. And I always use the KFC logo as the example, you know, Colonel Sanders face and he's got a necktie on. But once someone tells you that it's a giant head on a little stick figure body with his arms wide open, greasy mitts out, welcoming you to the restaurant, <laughs> you could never look at the logo the same way again. And now every time you see the KFC logo, you're going to think of me and you're going to think about the decisions you're making <laughs> in your life, but you can't, you can't unsee it, right? And the same goes for when you look at the clock. And I know you've, this has probably happened to you today or yesterday. It's 1111. It's 333. It's 555. From now on, this is why it's called the 2244 rule. When the last two digits, last two digits on the clock land on 22 or 44, so it's 1122, it's 644, it's 922, you just simply ask yourself, is what I'm doing right now getting me closer to or further from my six-week goal? And if you don't have a six-week goal, reach out to me. I am happy to hop on a 10-minute call with you and show you how this works. Uh, we, do, we do it for people all over the world every day. Um, and I, it's a ton of fun for me. But is what you are doing, clocks on 1122, is what am I doing right now? Is it getting me closer to or further away from that six-week goal? And ultimately, who I want to become as a person. It's a super easy way to check in day or night. You know, it can be dinner time. It can be you're driving to work. It's what you're listening to on the radio, you know, is what I'm doing right now, moving me closer to or further from the person I want to be. Gang, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. We, I think we're up to 20 some odd episodes now. I just looked, we're in the top 5% of global podcasts in the world, which another stat blows my mind. Uh, part two of this will be the remaining hacks. And then the final super hack, tell a friend. That's all I ask. If uh, you listen to this, you enjoyed it, you got some value, uh, leave a review and tell a buddy that might get some benefit out of me flapping my gums for, for 20 minutes on a Monday morning in February. So gang, thanks so much. And we will see you on the next one. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Million Dollar Flip Flop Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you listen on. If this episode make you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with your friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links in the description of this episode. If you want to see more behind the scenes with Roderick and his guests, be sure to find them on Instagram. It's also where we can have deeper conversations on these episodes. Go to www.instagram.com forward slash million dollar flip flops. Until next time.